Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode. We are excited that you are here and listening to um, today's podcast. And Kyle is here with me again today. So thanks for being on the podcast with us again. Thanks for having me on. A few episodes ago on episode 163, we talked about spiritual disciplines. And that episode, we talked about um, the discipline of silence and solitude. So today we wanted to kind of continue our conversation about spiritual disciplines. And if you did not hear that episode yet, I would encourage you to go listen to it because it will definitely connect with today's. But today we're going to talk about the spiritual discipline of scripture reading. Spiritual disciplines are practices that we do in our spiritual life to um, grow closer to the Lord and habits like Bible reading, like fasting, like prayer. They're tools that help us to be transformed by the Spirit and ways that we can develop our godly character more. Yeah, the Bible talks not explicitly about spiritual disciplines, but it mentions a lot of different things that will help us grow in our spiritual walk. Um, Bible reading, scripture reading, being among some of those practices. Uh, And that's kind of what we're going to look at today and, and the importance of it and why we should even think to do it and what can come from that. Right. Um, We're going to share a lot of scriptures today. And so if you are listening to this while you're driving, maybe you can go back and listen to it when you could take some notes. But um, otherwise, if you are in a place where you can grab a notebook, maybe jot down some of these scriptures and go back and you know, use your tools that we're going to give you today to study some of these scriptures and to just dig a little deeper into what the Bible has to say. Um, one verse is from Deuteronomy 8.3, and it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's a great verse that's a reminder that we need to be consuming the words that are coming from the mouth of God, and that is through the Bible. 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8 says, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And these disciplines are a type of training. It's a type of exercise and practice that we do to help us know God better. When talking about these spiritual disciplines, like we looked at a few weeks ago, silence and solitude and fasting, and some of these can be kind of difficult things for us to put into practice in our daily life. Um, Scripture reading isn't necessarily one of those things that is super hard to implement into your life. Um, I think the biggest thing when talking about scripture reading is, is why is it important? Uh, when I was um, a youth pastor, one of the big questions that kids would ask me was like, hey, why is reading the Bible important? You know, I go to church on Sundays and and I'm here on Wednesday nights at our student ministry when we would gather together. And um, a lot of them went to a Christian school as well. So they hear the Bible constantly. So they were like, hey, I, I do all these different things. Why is it really important for me to read the Bible? Right. I, I grow in my faith from all these other different areas of scripture. And that was one of the big questions that they would kind of ask. And so that's a good question that they 
would be asking me all the time. And the answer that I would give to them a lot of times is when we look at the Bible and we look at scripture and we look at what the Bible has to say about itself, the Bible is our main source of hearing from God on earth today. Because uh, unfortunately, uh, back in the Bible, when you look at the Bible, there's so many times when God showed up to people almost physically, and he would, whether it's in the burning bush or countless other times when he would show up to people and speak to people, whether through dreams. Today, he doesn't really do that as much that we see, but he gives us the Bible, which is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. And that is why it's important to read the Bible, because it is the way that we can truly hear from God on our own personal level. Exactly. And, um, that goes along with the scripture in Joshua. Joshua 1.8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And meditate on it day and night is a way we're learning from it. And we can't meditate on something and never interact with it. And, you know, reading scripture is part of a relationship that we have with God. So, I can't imagine, I think we talked about this on our last episode, but I can't imagine saying I have a relationship with somebody, but I never spend time with them. I never talk to them. I never get to know them better. I never interact with them. And so as Christians, it can be easy to say, well, I'm a Christian, I'm going to church, and I even listen to sermons, but you never spend time doing that study and spend time in God's Word on your own. Yeah, I think one of the big things, too, is the Bible calls us to become more like Christ. It's one of the big topics of the New Testament is a believer, once they become a believer, should try and become each and every day more like Christ through this process called sanctification where we are every day becoming more and more like Jesus. And when we look at Jesus' life in the Bible, and we see what he did, and we see um, how he spent his time, we see Jesus in the Bible go and spend time alone with God through prayer, getting to know God better just in that time and seeking it out. Luke 5.16 says this, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Simple, right? Jesus went and he and he spent time alone with God so that he could get to know God better. And it was different for Jesus, right? Because uh, much of the Bible wasn't written when Jesus was around. But for us today, the way that we get to know God better is, yes, through listening to sermons, listening to podcasts, through conversations with other people that believe in the Bible. But it's also, almost most importantly, through spending time in his word, because that's where Jesus can reveal himself to us. That's where God can reveal himself to us and show us things in our life that we might need to change and get rid of and help us grow more with him. Exactly. The question that you were asked so often by people is, why should I read God's word? Um, it applies to us as well as adults. You know, it's a resource when we face times of trouble, and it's can help keep us from sin as we're striving to be more like Jesus. We're understanding the ways that the enemy wants to trick us and to to defeat us. So many times I think believers, myself included, we 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 might wonder why, hey, God isn't speaking to me, right? right? Maybe you during your stand, you're thinking, hey, God's not speaking to me. I'm not hearing from God and, and hearing what he has to say to me. But again, it's different today than it was in the Old Testament, right? The Bible is where we can hear 
from God, right. right? The Bible is the literal words of God. It's living and it's active, right? And that's crazy to think about. And I think of my own life when there's times where I've, you know, read a certain book of the Bible multiple times, right? And, I, and each time I read this book of the Bible, God shows me something different than the last time I read it because the Bible is living and it's active and and we learn new things and it reveals different things to us each time we read it. Right. I'm sure you can probably identify like looking at something in the Bible and just being in awe, like, has this really been here the whole time? Like, I don't ever recall reading this in the Bible or noticing the scripture. And that's the way God uses um, the Bible to be fresh and to continue to help us to learn from it. You know, it's not like, well, let's read through John one time and I never need to go back to it. We need to continue going through and learning new things every time we um, open the Word. And there's times when you will sit and spend time reading the Bible, and you might walk away and say, well, I don't really get much out of it today, and that's okay. That can happen. But there's also going to be days where it really impacts you, and it really brings about change. And so don't just give up when you have those days where you know, you're reading through Leviticus and trying to get the Bible reading plan done. And you're just like, I don't understand all these names and all these um, kings and it's confusing. But then you'll get to Isaiah or you'll get to Job and God can really use different passages to transform you. It's like exercising. You know, you go to the gym and you're not going to see a six pack on day three of being at the gym, but you're going to continue to do the practice of going to the gym and seeing the transformation happen slowly. And I think that's similar to what happens when we put into practice reading God's word. Yeah. Reading God's word is, is just one way that we can spend time with God and really be connected to God, right? It's like we kind of talked about in our silence and solitude conversation. The way that we can grow close to somebody is by spending time with them, right? The way that we can be connected to somebody is through spending time with them. To read a verse with that, um, I'm going to read John 15, uh, verse 5. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So the Bible talks about how we need to remain connected to God and we need to be close to God. And, and to think about it, I think of uh, for me, I think of my my phone, my iPhone, right? Most of us have iPhones, except for Tim. Tim doesn't have an iPhone. We'll pray for you, Tim. Um, but I think of my iPhone, right? And and for me, we use our iPhones for everything. Right now, it's football season. For me, I use my iPhone to set my fantasy football lineups all the time. I'm 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 doing great so far. Keep praying that I that I keep doing good. Um, I use it to stay connected to my friends, to to stay connected to my family. But if eventually this phone, after you know a day's use or so, is going to die. It's going to get 0%. And I'm not going to be able to use it anymore right. until I plug it in, right? Recharge. The only time that I can use my iPhone is when it's plugged in. If I don't plug it in, it's just a paperweight, a big $1,000 block right. that we can't use for anything. And the same is true of our, of our lives. If we're not connected to God through Scripture reading, 
through spending time with him, then we're not going to be able to be effective. We're just going to be taking up space in this world. We're not going to be able to do what God wants us to do. So we have to stay connected to God through reading his word and hearing from him. Right. That's exactly right. And I know I've heard people say before, well, I don't want to spend time with God, or I feel like you said earlier that God's not speaking to me or God's not answering my prayer. And it's not like do this, then he will do that. You know, he's not a genie, but it's a person that loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. And he wants to know you and he wants you to know him. And that happens when we spend time um, in scripture. And so if you're feeling like you're not hearing from God or you're feeling like God is far away, I would encourage you to do the practice of spending time in the Word. And in a few minutes, we're going to give you some practical ways that you can go about doing that. Part of the reason a lot of people don't want to spend time in the Word or feel like it would be a burden to spend time in the Word is because, honestly, there's two reasons. For me, I I do not enjoy reading. Yes. I do not enjoy reading. You will rarely catch me sitting down on the couch, snuggled up with a good book, opening <laughs> it up. I am not a big reader. So reading for me, I find it difficult. But when reading scripture, it, it just, for me, feels different. It feels different because the Bible is living and active. But with that, when there's times when reading the scripture, honestly, this, the Bible's hard to understand when you might not know what something means or to you, to us, it might seem like God is contradicting himself here and we might not know what to do. We might have questions that we feel like we can't get answered. There's a lot of great resources and we're going to talk about some more of those um, in, in the next few minutes, but there's a lot of resources online that are just able to help us understand the Bible a little bit more Right. because honestly, most of us are not Bible scholars, right? Be- myself, I am a Bible scholar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we might we might have questions, and that's okay. It's okay right. for us to have questions. It's okay for you to not be sure of something that you read in the Bible. It's not a bad thing for you to second-guess something that you read in the Bible. But right. there's a ton of resources online that we're going to share at the end of this video that you guys should write down and really take hold of to be able to help you understand God's Word a little bit better so that you can better live out the calling that God has for you. Exactly. I just saw somebody recently ask um, if the Bible is repetitive because they were reading through the Gospels and recognizing like some of the stories or some of the parables and trying to understand like, why, why have I read that before? And like in the Gospels, those are accounts from those individual people. So Matthew and Mark and Luke, you know, they were different people sharing their version of what was happening. And because they had different perspectives on it, it it reads a little different. And so that's what's so special and unique about the Bible is the ability to understand it from different people's perspective, um, the way it's told. Let me share um, some resources and how you can make a plan to study the Bible. Let me share three Ps because we like alliteration here. Um, Pray, plan, and prepare. So pray, I would say before you're going to read the Word, don't just sit down and read the Bible, but pray. Ask God to speak to you. Ask Him to give you the knowledge that He wants you to see for that day. Ask Him to make His Word fresh and, and alive as you read it. That's an overlooked spiritual discipline. 
And that's something that God's teaching me right now in my own personal life is to, is to just really, really pray and really seek God, especially before you open the word and, and, and look at it. Pray that God will show you something new, that God will show you something that you need to know that you'll be able to put into your life. Exactly. The other P is plan. And we want to encourage you to have a plan. Don't just sit down with your Bible and not have a plan. Like, I'm going to sit down and open it up and see where it lands, and that's how I'm going to read my Bible. But have a plan. Um, You could read through a book at a time. You could read through the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. You could use a Bible reading plan. We always make available a Bible reading calendar, which people love, and it's a way to read through the Bible in a year. And it doesn't just take you Genesis to Revelation, but each day it reads, it takes you through a different part of Scripture and then a Psalms and a Proverbs each day. And that Bible reading calendar is a fantastic way to have a plan for how you're going to um, read the Word and spend time in the Word. Those will be available in early December, so be watching Charlene Cares and we'll tell you when those are available. We don't get a huge quantity of them every year, so they always sell out. Um, so if you are wanting one, you should definitely get it early, but that's a great resource to help you plan as you read the Word. But another great resource is the scripture journaling that we do every month um, here at Rejoice. And every month, if you're not familiar with it, we pick a topic And we provide scriptures that apply to that topic. And so the topic might be forgiveness or unconditional love or patience, um, a journey with Jesus, whatever the topic is. And there's 30 or 31 days of scriptures. And the way the scripture journaling works is not just for you to read that one Bible verse for the day, but for you to interact with it, for you to write it down on a note card, put it in the notes app on your phone, um, write it in a journal, and then dig a little deeper with that. You know, what is God saying through that scripture? What does he want you to learn through that scripture? What, What is the context of that Bible verse? You know, it's only a couple of Bible verses that you're writing every day, but go and read before and after it. What's the context of what's happening? And we've had uh, people say so many wonderful things about this resource with the scripture journaling. So I encourage you to um, check that out as well. And it comes out around the first of every month. If you want to go back and do some of the previous topics we've done, you can go on our website and under resources and general resources, you can find those there. Yeah, that idea of planning is probably the biggest one for me because I, I, I would have a hard time, kind of like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, sitting down with my Bible, not knowing what to do, right? just opening up my, my Bible to Judges chapter 12 and having no idea what's going on. So it's super important to have a plan. For me, I kind of like to, the night before, the day before, know what I'm going to be looking at the following morning. It helps me kind of one, be mentally prepared that night. Not that I'm thinking about it all night long, but just knowing, hey, this is what I'm going to be reading. But then in the morning, I don't have an excuse of like, oh, I, I didn't really know what I was going to read or didn't know what I was going to be looking at today. Right. But it helps me be focused for the following day. So having a plan is super, super important. Um, also with the planning that you're talking about is planning a time that you're going to have your quiet time. Um, don't just 
expect it to happen because it will not happen. You know, as you're planning your day, figure out I'm tomorrow morning, I'm going to do this at 6 a.m. or at lunchtime tomorrow, I'm going to read my Bible. Make a plan for when you're going to do it. Um, I was just talking to my mom last night and she through this illness, has had to go to rehab to try to rebuild her strength. And she was saying to me last night um, how every day they have a plan for for you when you're in rehab, that you're going to see a physical therapist at this time and you're going to have the occupational therapy at this time. And she said, I was astonished that every day, because it was planned, I could get these things done and I could spend so many hours getting stronger and exercising. And she said, you know, when I'm at home, I need to have the same idea of planning so that I continue doing what I've learned through rehab. And whether it is, you know, reading your Bible or other disciplines, if you don't have a plan, it's never going to happen. So definitely make time to figure out what's going to work for you, and then make a plan for how you're going to do it. I think with that, one of the things that I have to do is kind of have an idea of where I'm going to do it at, whether it's like just... Like your location? Like outside or at my table or sitting on my couch, just because it just helps me be able to focus a little bit more the day before. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing too. Some people have a special spot in their house that they can sit there and that can be like their, you know, reading area. Um, I don't have a reading area, but now that my house is getting quieter as my kids are moving out and getting married, maybe I'll make a reading area now. But yeah, that's another great way to plan is to know where you're going to be. Um, Okay, our last P is prepare. Um, Prepare before you're going to start studying the Bible for how you're going to understand it. You know, Kyle talked a little bit about the Bible can be confusing in some areas and we could need more resources to help us understand something. And so prepare ahead and figure out, you know, which version of the Bible do you learn from the best? Do you read King James best or do you prefer the NIV better? Um, Is the ESV what you enjoy? But prepare to spend time with God. Um, what are some other ways that you can prepare as you're trying to study the Bible? I think one is to have some commentaries out. Um, that can be a big scary word and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, what are commentaries? Because there's a lot of different commentaries that say a lot of different things, but um, there's a lot of resources online that are just helpful for you to be able to see what's going on and to help understand the Bible. And to if you're looking at John chapter 5, just pull up what someone has written about John chapter 5, just to see what they say. And some of those best things for that, I think uh, biblehub.com has a lot of really great resources on there for that. And then along with the questions side of it is gotquestions.org um, has a lot of really great resources. That's not as much a commentary, but they have almost any question you could have in the Bible has multiple <laughs> articles written on there about it. And that's gotquestions.org. If you are like Kyle and you prefer to not read and you would um, learn better having something read to you, you could use the Dwell app or the Bible app. And both of those have options where you can have the Bible read to you. And that's a good resource. Um, You can also go back to episode 99 that 
um, we did Charlene's Favorite Resources to Strengthen Your Faith. And on that um, podcast, she went over a lot of different resources that can help you in your study time with the Word, Um, some that we've mentioned today, but some others that um, we've not talked about yet. Yeah, I think the Bible app is actually incredible. Um, They have so many incredible resources on there to be able just to help you get in the habit of reading the Word. Um, Two things that come to mind on the Bible app, and I'll be honest, I almost primarily use the Bible app for my personal quiet time because I really think it's so, so good. Um, But two things in the Bible app that are awesome. One is the plans tab on the Bible app because they have hundreds and hundreds of different Bible reading plans that will be able to give you the time and the word that you might be looking for with so many different focuses and topics that you'd be able to go through. Um, for me, I've, I've used the Bible app for uh, to go through the Bible in a year um, with a specific plan that they have on that, and they just have hundreds of others based on faith in God or um, hope. I can't even think of other ones. There's many that are topical, or you can find Bible reading plans that will take you through certain books of the Bible at a time. Yeah, the Bible app is really, really an incredible resource. And then they 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 started recently, I think, I don't even know, but I found out about it recently, um, on the verse of the day tab on the Bible app. If you click on it, it'll do more now than just give you the verse of the day. It gives you the verse of the day, a little bit of a, a background about the verse of the day, and then a short prayer that you'll be able to pray after that. And it takes no more than 10 minutes, if you're a slow reader like me, to get through that. Um, But it really is just an incredible resource just to be able to get in the habit of spending time in God's Word. Yes, absolutely. And Kyle, do you prefer um, always using a digital Bible or do you like a paper Bible? I I do both when I do it in the morning. I I, I really do use both. I am... 1,000% 1,000% paper only. <laughs> and I just, I I like having, I shouldn't say 1,000% because I do like accessing the Version Bible app to be able to look things up or looking up their plans. But I really enjoy having a Bible that I can mark things in and being able to go back and look at Um, notes that I took next to a passage. And that's really good as you're reading through, like we talked about. Um, I've like got dates, and I know my mom has talked about this a lot in her Bible. She's got dates next to scriptures where God used that scripture to really speak to her on a certain day, and she'll write down maybe a prayer request and a date. And um, so I like having a Bible, like a physical paper Bible to go back and look at that And I heard somebody say um, recently that they remembered their parents like sitting at the dining room table and reading their Bible every day and and being able to see that. And now that we have these phones with our Bibles right there, I I wonder if the next generation, we're going to hear fewer people commenting on that because they don't know, you know, if I'm scrolling Instagram or if I'm reading my Bible when I'm looking at my phone, which isn't a bad thing, but it's just an interesting um, change. Having the Bible in our pocket is good, but I can see um, the benefit of having like a paper version of the Bible, physical copy of the Bible. Yeah, both are great. They really are. It, it, we we are we are so blessed 
to live in this day and age and be able to have the Bible with us oh, at yes. all times yes, and to be able to access it that way. Because for some people that, that don't have a Bible, it really is just um, a really great tool. So yeah, yes. it, definitely a paper Bible is awesome. Um, don't be scared to write in your Bible. I think a lot of people are scared like, oh, it's it, it's you know a holy sacred. book and sacred and you, you can't write in it, which it is all of those things. Yes. But write in your Bible, mark in your Bible, underline, highlight different things um, so that you'll be able to, when when tough times come and you need to go back to a, a book of the Bible, you can see what God taught you at a certain time in your life when you were, when you were looking at it. Absolutely. So pray, plan, and prepare. Those are our three Ps for helping you with the spiritual discipline of um, reading Scripture. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear from you all how God uses this podcast to challenge you and to help you um, be on the lookout for that Bible reading calendar that's going to be coming out in just a few weeks. And um, that's another tool that will be super helpful. So thanks for listening with us today. Thank you, guys. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.